Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything. Prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, (laughs) waiting, begging, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more attainable target. Speaking openly about my experience of grief and helping to support others to do the same serve as regular reminders that we are not alone. When we allow all the parts of us to have an expression of life, including the painful ones, we may just feel more human and less like robots on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about our tendency to make things harder on ourselves and how sweet the presence of an old friend can be to remind us of who we are. The post was shared today on May 10th, 2023, and its title is, Damn It, Sick Again? (laughs) A while back, I shared a post called, Why Me? This is linked in the post and the podcast. It was focused on our experience of feeling victimized in situations we can't control and don't like, as in receiving a scary medical diagnosis. Instead of remembering that as humans, we are all vulnerable to life's losses and challenges, we feel singled out and make it personal. Making it personal locks us up in the victimhood of it, instead of helping us to feel grounded. I have done this so many times and found myself doing it again just last week. For the second time in two months, I've been knocked off my feet with illness. So when I found myself asking if I could really be this sick again, I fell into a familiar trap. It's the victim trap, the one that keeps us running on a wheel that we hate and we don't realize that we're the ones powering it. Maybe you have met this trap yourself. As an otherwise healthy, (laughs) this is a mouthful, as an otherwise healthy COVID vaccinated and boosted adult, (laughs) plus in parentheses long COVID survivor, I pondered what could possibly be happening with my body that was causing me to feel like I have the flu again. I wrestled with my own logic to come to some conclusion about how I could be so sick again so soon after I just healed and how I could prevent it from happening again. For Curious Minds, related posts linked in the actual post are 30 months and also common traits of COVID and grief. So I figured if I was going to be sick again, I was going to come out of it smarter this time. And thus the victim trap wheel was powered up. I would figure out where I picked up this flu bug, 
Was it at yoga? Or grief group? Or at the food store? Solving this mystery seemed to be the most empowering way to survive another round of sweating through my bedding and having no voice for days, canceling long-standing commitments, and missing social engagements, and also just feeling like my body and bones were one big bruise. If only I could solve the mystery of where and how I got so sick again, I could take a pass on it next time. I spent the last several days torturing my poor brain with an insistent demand that it makes sense of this life-disrupting, inconvenient state I've been in. I thought about it. I meditated and I prayed. I walked around when I could. All I could really come up with was that, well, I need to take better care of myself. (laughs) Revolutionary, really? Come on. The same old bullshit answer. And since at 53, I generally feel better rested, better hydrated, more connected and well-centered than I've ever felt in my life. Could my challenges really still be coming down to my unsuccessful attempts at fixing the most obvious thing in front of me, my own standard of self-care? The answers were yes and no. Yesterday, to get to the bottom of this, I called one of my oldest friends. We'd been texting over the weekend, and she knew I was sick again. She could sense my frustration. How can this be happening again? How can I be sick again? It's so annoying. And her response was something like, (laughs) casually, Well, our bodies slow us down when our minds won't let us. I mean, I knew that. We'd talked about it many times over our four-plus decade friendship. And somehow, between all that healthy meditation and praying for answers about questions on how to be more healthy, I was doing, I forgot that my body was just slowing me down because my mind wouldn't let me. And just like that, I got it for the millionth time. So two points I want to share today. The first is that whatever we allow our minds to focus on will put us on and keep us running on a wheel, resentfully participating in something we don't realize we are actually driving. We think the wheel won't stop. We think that we'll be stuck and we have to keep running. We feel like life is happening to us. But what we don't understand is that we're the ones turning our own victim trap wheels. In my situation, instead of focusing on recovery, I was powering up the momentum of the wheel with my resistance to the situation rather than just rolling in it. So, first point is let's try to turn our own victim wheels a bit less. The second point, and the sweeter of the two, is that old friends are the most familiar, calming breezes that can travel with us on our paths. Friendship is not about being perfect. It's not about puffing each other up or 
tearing each other down. It's about company. It's about love. It's about understanding and humility, care, and truth. (laughs) It's about saying, I'm sorry, sometimes, and all is forgiven other times. It's about participation. It's about willingness. If we stay connected, friendship can grow like a tree. The older it gets, the deeper the roots dig down into the ground. And with all of that support, the higher the branches will continue to rise. I'm making this second point about friendship because we need to talk more about our personal relationships. I want to cultivate relationships that are sturdy enough to withstand occasional seasonal damage, while at the same time, staying staunchly committed to showing up for my friendships again and again, no matter what ball I dropped, how I failed myself or someone else, and what the fallout from those choices were. I want us to preserve and nurture our friendships so that we don't miss out on that familiar warm breeze while we're traveling on our paths. My experience with my old friend yesterday was a calming breeze of its own, reminding me how much we need our friends. They can figure out our shit in 60 seconds, and we can't do it in six days or six years. And likewise, we do it for them too. When we're going through life and we trip over each other because we're growing and expanding over decades of time, it's easy to let friendships fall away. And logistically, we're living and working all over the world, in different time zones and languages, building careers, families, caring for our aging parents and adult children. And despite all of our magical technology, we're less connected with one another than I can ever remember. So there's no shortage of reasons and excuses to stop investing in relationships. Lots of easy ways to let them go. But there is a shortage of warm breeze reminders that life is sweet and it's meant to be shared. And as we separate and come back together, separate and come back together and separate and come back together, whether within a week or a decade of time in between, and as we forgive ourselves and others for choices we may all have later regretted, we weave together a sturdy foundation of friendships that grow with, in, and around all the parts of us. And then we say, let there be wind, because we know we're secure. So try putting this on your to-do list. Make time to weave my friendships and plant trees. (laughs) That's half jokingly and half legit. And sending love to all this Mother's Day weekend um, and extending a very special thank you um, again uh, message to one of my oldest and dearest friends. And in the post I wrote hashtag grateful. And I also linked a couple of other posts um, from past Mother's Days. I'm not specifically writing about Mother's Day at the moment, 
Um, but I have done a lot of that in the past. So if that intrigues your interest, please go ahead and search in the blog. And there's a link to that in the post. So thanks again uh, for powering through this episode of my horsey uh, voice talking about these two points um, on the Healing Path podcast. We're really talking about two things. One is, you know, not to be so hard on ourselves because what we're actually doing is making things worse. And then also that we need to keep connected. So going to the first point, um, the way that I was trying to illustrate in the post and also the podcast of my experience is that when I am sitting there trying to force logic around my body being unhealthy and feeling terrible, it's like putting something square into a round space. It's not going to work. And what actually happens is I'm making it harder on my body to heal because I'm you know, sort of demanding this, let's solve this problem. And this is, you know, I've had enough of this and whatever. And at the same time, my poor body is like, I can't function. So there's that, that first part of just, you know, in this particular situation for me, it was illness, but this shows up in a lot of different ways. And we don't realize that whether we second guess ourselves after a date or a job interview, or something, you know, I do this vulnerability hangover thing all the time because I'm constantly sharing parts of myself out into the world that I haven't shared, you know, with the person sitting across from me. So so what I'm saying is this isn't a post about illness um, as much as it is about, you know, looking at ourselves and in your own life, what, is, what are the things that what are the themes? What are the repeated patterns? And when they arise to try to tell you something, do you welcome them? <laughs> or do you get angry and resist them like I did with being sick and try to solve the problems? How do you handle it? Because I think this is the very subtle and delicate um, home of some of the answers to the questions you know that we've been having. So that first thing is don't be so hard on ourselves. And the second you know, keep connected. This is huge. Uh, you know, my, the name of my platform is LCM Connect. LCM, obviously, my initials, Lisa Chase McFarland. The word connect is so important and integral to who I take myself to be that I put it in the name of my company. So staying connected to me is, you know, I could write a probably a lot more than a, just a blog on it. But what I want to say is I get a little bit frustrated when um, particularly women. And it, it, we somehow figure, you know, at the end of taking care of the work demands, at the end of taking care of our kids, at the end of taking care of our partners and our families and our friends and our communities, at the end of all that, if there's time for me to go meet a friend for a cup of tea, then I'll schedule it. But that's really a luxury not so much something that is a deal breaker. And what frustrates me about that is that the energizing that happens, the synchronicity or the, I don't know what the word is, the magic really, the glue that happens when two friends are connected, whether it's in person or, or even if it's just a phone call, whatever your relationship, however strong a relationship is and what you know needs to happen for you to actually be able to experience significant reconnection is the most important thing that we can do to keep ourselves running, which is 
you know, pardon the pun, I don't mean running, but it's part of our health system, right? It's It takes a back seat. And for that matter, like what women's needs don't take back seats. We're trying to work on that, especially, you know, for the younger generations of women. And it's very encouraging to see that we're, we're working on this a little bit. But in my generation at 53, like the idea that I have to carve out, and this is from years ago, but just I have, I would have to carve out, okay, on this date, I have, you know, 60 minutes that I can call a friend, making friend, you know, phone call dates with friends or, you know, just trying to, I mean, forget like weekend visits or, or overnights or God forbid girls trips, you know, stuff like that. It all goes by the wayside because for some reason we believe that our friendships and our connections are, you know, not as important as hitting the gym maybe or meditating or, you know, whatever the things are that we do and we talk about in coaching, you know, whatever we do in our self-care protocol, obviously mine needs work because I keep getting sick. But um, I would also say if you know what your self-care protocol is, you're, you're miles ahead of the most, uh, most of the people. So you need a protocol in coaching. But if you, if you don't realize that being plugged in to live human love, understanding, reflection, recognition, response, interaction, acceptance, support, love, compassion, empathy, warmth. If we don't get that that is a worthy target as part of our self-care protocol, then it does not matter how many vitamins I take, how much I try to be healthy, how much meditation, how much prayer. This is an integral part of who we are. We are human beings. We are not robots. We are not AI. We are not algorithmic. We are people. And what makes us people is needing our people. So what I'm saying here in the second point is keep connected. This is not a little thing. And I'm going to try to write more about this cultivating relationships, as I said in the post, that are sturdy enough to withstand a little bad weather. Because it's not nice out all the time. And I think in our friendships, if we can't show up as perfect, or if the other person doesn't show up as perfect, then we assume there's a flaw in the friendship. So when it's really hard to get together because we keep canceling and we have work and sick kids and sick us and whatever it is, we stop trying because, you know, it's hard. We forget the reason why we need to try. So that is the second point of my post of, damn it, sick again, which is let's stay connected with our people. We are people. We are not machines. And the best way to set ourselves up for a great day is some kind of connection with a friend. Just try it out. Just put put it on put it in your calendar. Put it on your to-do list and you know, it's okay to prioritize time with people that refill you. And by the way, don't bother making time for people that don't refill you because life is is too short. So that is my take for today. Thank you for joining the Healing Path podcast. I hope something in here has landed for you. I hope some part of trying to, you know, ease up on ourselves a little bit and just to roll with things and not be, you know, power gassing that wheel of victimhood and why me, you know, I hope that that lands. And I also hope that the connection piece and the importance of connection is at least, you know, <laughs> stimulating a little part of your brain like, yeah, why is it that we 
don't do more of that. So if either one of those things happens with just one of you, I'll be so thrilled. And until we meet again, let's do our very best to stay present, to stay grateful, and to stay healing. (laughs) And as always, I sincerely thank you for listening. And especially this weekend, have a very happy Mother's Day.